0: How does one speak truth to power? We do it in our art, through our music, in the poetry of our language, or by the comedy we find in the darkness of days. On this show, truth to power, this art may offend, for we are imperfectly human and uncensored. Hopefully the themes may enlighten the mind, offer new perspectives as we join a conversation that builds enthusiasm for being connected. This is Truth to Power. Divided, beside it then condemned. That's the hood that I live in. Gated lives of us and them. That's the hood that I live in. Take a breath, it's in the wind. That's the hood that I live in. Divide, conquer, then expand. That's the hood.
1: C-A-N-N-O-N, it's your boy Ace Cannon, we back y'all, I got my man over there, who are you? Curious G. So, what is on the agenda today, my friend?
0: Well, I don't know, you had, you had a little bit of homework, you remember what that homework was? Yes. Oh shit, I'm,
1: I'm nervous now. I do, I, this time I actually did my homework. Oh,
0: what what we're coming with some changes we're bettering ourselves all right so listen (laughs) up people um this song if you listen to the song uh water it summarizes kind of all the topics that we talked about from track two which is outside all the way up to don't get got which all of those topics they kind of deal with some social things but this summarizes it so it touches all those points and i didn't really want to beat that dead horse to death You know, so I actually wanted to uh, point out that this is probably one of my weakest songs ever.
1: Hmm? Why? Because I'm telling the truth. That makes me a bitch.
0: Yeah. Um, You actually told me a couple of weeks ago that you liked the hook where it was uh, divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. The table set us up for slaughter. Well, dude, I was at the point of it being in the studio and I was playing around with the vocals and I was playing around with the sound of my voice. So there's a lot of like Eminem type goofs in this song as far as vocally. But I, I tried something in the hook that in my head, it worked really well, but I couldn't really see it. You know, I did this whole thing where I was like, divide, conquer, Table set us up for slaughter. You know what I mean? And in my head, I'm like, oh, that shit sounds smooth. I'm
1: Usher right here on this track.
0: But like, even after it was recorded, I I was like, I don't know if that works. And uh, I remember even talking to Rob about it. And he goes, you know, sometimes we we do things that we think aren't working, but people react well to it.
1: Man, Rob's cool. So,
0: you know, and, you know, that was, but this is one of those songs that, Musically, I really love what Rob did in this song. And the bass line is sick good, right? Like, uh, the song is, is, is titled Water. So I wanted to have sounds of water and all that shit, dude. The fucking song, the music is badass. If I ever uh, decide to redo the vocals on this, I think it could be a lot better of a song. But... So the, the topic that I actually kind of wanted to take on a little bit, and I, I've got something coming on this topic, but I wanted to start off talking about my defects, hey. right? Yeah. And, you know, it, when, what got me thinking about this is this song. Like, um, I couldn't see the way it sounds. Like, I was so into playing around with the sound of my voice. I was so focused on that, that I was missing kind of the bigger picture. And something I've, I've mentioned since i've been doing music and and i think it was when rob and i were talking one time i never ever want to forget that this is all about the audience you know it's good like i'm always thinking that there is an audience listening to this and this is for them to connect to Other people f- Yeah, to to the art, to the messages. Yeah, for sure. uh, That that I have a connection with them through this. It isn't like I'm not up here making music for me or my personal benefit. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I do like to play around with shit. I like to have fun with my music. You know, like I I'm always trying to come up with new ways to use my voice, to use my lyrics, different styles you know, you can go through the gamut of my stuff and there's been a lot of variation, mm-hmm. you know? Some of it, I do shout outs to old stuff. Some of it, I try to make something new and, and different. Um, but this is one of the, for me, I feel like it was a fail. And um, it's great, great lyrics, I think. And the music was great. It's just the execution was was bad. So I kind of wanted you as the outside perspective to kind of throw me under the bus a little bit. You know, because I do need to grow as a person. And sometimes there's things that I can't see about me. Mm -hmm. And I think, well, why not let some of the people that know me best throw my ass under the bus? You're looking for a way to change your life. You could not do this on your own. All the ways you
1: wish you could be, that's me. I look like you want to look. I fuck
0: like you want to fuck. I am smart, capable, and most importantly... I'm free in all the ways that you are not. All right. What do I got to prove on, man? You ready? Get locked and loaded, Ooh, everybody. Notice.
1: Get your popcorn ready. Mm. Nah, man. <clears throat> it's funny cuz this is one of those sometimes people call it like the recruiting tactic or like the interviewing tactic, excuse me, where you turn a po- like a negative into a positive. But this is real. One thing is you one thing that I've noticed with you is you you're so willing to hear people's story and you take them at truth really quick. And it's good because you shouldn't be the other way around. But I just noticed that one thing that you do really quickly is you're really, you, you just take everything at face value. Mm. At least to me, visually, when I see you meet people sometimes, I'm just like, bro, get away from that. fool. What are you doing? <laughs> you're trying to, improve. you're trying to, imp- you know, not even, and <clears throat> that's one thing that I know. And then just like always classic man trait, you get blinded by pussy.
0: Easy. Ooh, that might happen to me here and there. Easy,
1: easy. easy. no here, here, here. <laughs> and then uh, no there. Here, yeah. Right. I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I like sport fucking. One hundred percent, bro. And yeah, you you. Let's check the stats. They um uh, they up there. They up there. You know. Well, so. you know what? You know what the thing about sport fucking. You know why I say that? No, I don't know exactly why. You okay. Say that. I would like to know though. Okay. Okay. I just, I just understood so, the term, so I was like, yeah, that makes so sense. So you're a
0: soccer dude. Yes. Right? Now, if if you wanted to play good soccer, oh, you, yeah. you, you would you would practice. Yeah, he's practice. You would practice. You Until, might you might um have a partner when you play soccer. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah. you might talk about technique 100%. and how to improve. You absolutely. might you might watch a few videos Absolutely. on how to improve your techniques. Yeah. You might read a book or oh, two. Oh absolutely. Right. So this is this is for me. I want to have good sex in this life. Absolutely. And I'm going to do all of those things. Oh, for sure. You know, and a, yeah. as a dude that was married for 18 years, um, I think that there was some issues with our sex. Lynn was a beautiful woman. She never turned me down, to be honest with you. I hear a lot of married men <laughs> have that issue. So I hear,
1: yeah.
0: I'm going to say that that never happened in 18 years, right? but there was a place that we became um uh like uh we were making transactions you know with our relationship she's working nights i'm working days we don't see each other very much we're setting appointments to have sex you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah, and and to be honest with you like i i want to have really good sex today so like i believe in not watching pornography okay. and not you know you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. right so yeah, there's, yeah, blinded by, yeah, yeah, so blinded just, by yeah. the good love. All right, well, I appreciate but... the explanation, but you're still fucking blind. <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks,
1: man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I appreciate that. We'll see what happened was, but anyways, so there's that. But it's not a bad. I mean, it's this fucking classic. We took that's you know, dudes, know, t- dudes. Yeah, right. We've, we've all done it. People, everyone's done it. We've all done it. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I was I was thinking about this, and I think you've done, I, I can't. Like, there's nothing blatant, like blatant. Like me, I I can think of like four off my head that I think a lot of people would say pretty pretty quick.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you, you're just a pretty calm dude, and you don't react. So when you don't react, it's, you know, like like I always say, calmness is a superpower, and you do you got one in a sense because you are very calm. But I think you've taken time to really work on this though. Like right? that's the one thing is, it's not by accident. You know, you don't get to where you are because I think you have, you have it. I mean, it's, I mean, I come to you for advice, you know? Mm. So it's not, I would, I don't know. You know me, I'm a fucking hater, bro. So I obviously think highly of you if I'm going to go to you and ask you your opinion because I think highly of myself. So, you know, I, I was really thinking about this and I couldn't come up with a lot, man. I was really trying to, but you're like my dude. So,
0: well, you know why I take people at face value and I kind of believe who they say they are? Hmm um because when i project you know things onto people a lot of time that's that's wrong and you know like if somebody's lying to me if if they're telling me about themselves that always reveals itself in time 100% and and i i usually will not open myself up i won't make myself vulnerable in a capacity that i can really truly be harmed
1: yeah no i would say you're yeah and maybe that's what it is as i think I've never really seen you in a situation to where you know you've been compl- I mean I've met two times maybe you know that was it and I've seen and I watched you deal with it very calmly surprisingly mm-hmm. for what was going down you know how we first kind of hooked up and everything it was kind of a random situation you know yeah, so yeah. it's like fuck bro like what do you what do you expect you know but the the watch you do it I was like bro look at this guy <laughs> you know he's pretty it's pretty fucking calm. So sometimes I just I guess that's could be one where you would be like, bro, sometimes I wish you had a little more passion at people. Just be like, yo, yeah, sure. Well, up.
0: you know, to be honest with you, dude, like, you know, I've lived one of those lives that I've I've had See, some things. That's what that's what I'm saying. And and real life is easy but to me. That's that's now
1: that I know all of these things, yeah, it makes sense. It's like, bro, okay. That's a hard day for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, okay. Like, and it's easy to and you know. Don't judge every day or don't do anything, blah, 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 blah. But comparatively, your life is very, very easy now. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I see the good version of you. I don't Hmm. see the guy struggling, nickel and diamond. I don't got to look over my shoulder when you're around, grab my, you know, grab my shit. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I think that, I think I'm just witnessing like a good version of you, so... That's a
0: good segue into where this topic is going to kind of go.
1: Happy. It's like we it's like we're do you, partners in Do this.
0: you know what uh what delusional is? I mean, thinking one thing when it actually
1: isn't? Kind of. In a sense. I mean, I I would say I use it a lot, but you're just it's not real, bro. You just full of shit.
0: So I like I like this um terminology. Mm-hmm. Somebody asked me years ago what the difference between an illusion and a delusion was. And I remember, you know, I'm, I was the kind of arrogant motherfucker that I'm going to try to explain it, even though I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, if I could pronounce it, I'm going to try to explain it, <laughs> Yeah. right? Because I don't want to be wrong, right? So, you know, and and both definitions in my mind were about the same thing. And and I, he had me actually look it up in the dictionary. And it basically said this, that an illusion was an idea that appeared real but isn't. And a delusion is living something that feels and seems real but isn't right okay yeah so you know let's say you know let's say that i'm living my life as if gravity has no effect on me and i'm just walking off buildings and shit <laughs> like that yeah reality come <clears throat> quick. <up> quick, quick quick <laughs> you know and but 9. in my mind
1: seconds for seconds we
0: in my mind i'm i feel like i'm okay to walk off that building yeah you know, and so that's that's kind of the idea of delusional. So I kind of wanted to get into the the mental illness that that all the topics that we've been taken on since track two. Mm. So if you look back on this album, the first song was "Here I Am," and it was about me as a rapper, like motherfucker. Here I am, right? And this was the album, like I said, it, it's kind of been bookended um, a bit by b- very personal stuff, mm-hmm. and in between all that very personal stuff. Uh, the The title of the album "Sacrifice the Silence." I wanted to speak out on these things, you know, the environmental stuff from outside, schooled, right, um, lynch mob, where we talked about racism. You know, so there's all these different things, and if you notice, all those things are, are kind of like the structures of our society, the labor yeah. issues we got into. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So when you look at the structures of our society and the attacks that I, I feel like we're under with our food, our water, our air, you know, all this stuff, our basic needs, it creates a little bit of mental illness.
1: Absolutely it does.
0: So I want to talk about the topic of, of being delusional, not seeing ourselves as we are, not seeing the world as it is, not seeing things as they are. <laughs> yeah. The American dream. Yeah.
1: I'm living it, boy. So what are your thoughts there, Bob? Well, we are in a state of delusion. And I'm not even sure if it isn't by choice. You know, I've always thought about certain things. And it's actually sports related. Because we we, we said it in the car Mm. recently about, like, well, that's who else, who the hell else am I supposed to play? You know, like we're talking about, well, they, they haven't played anybody yet. What's this like? Sometimes it's like, well, this is the only life I can play, bro. Oh, it's like college college
0: football team. (laughs) Everybody loves to watch college. Oh, I like college because it's better. Motherfucker, no, you Mm, don't. You You like it because they win all the goddamn time because they don't play anybody that's really good. Yeah, You
2: can't handle the truth. Yeah, and to me, that's true.
1: That's true. So, and it's just, we're always on like go mode. So, you know where they say, you know, take time to smell the flowers kind of thing. We don't really do that. And you know, we, I had a realization recently with you and it was like the journey thing, but it's, but again, like bro, I'm taking like time out of my life to, you know, try to find these things. Yeah. It's not by design, but it was kind of wild because, you know, people don't have these things. Like I, like, the, like some of the things that I have, like time and just you know, resources and whatnot. So when you have those stresses on your life, you know, it, it just, it trickles down. Like that's the real, like trickle down economics is triple down emotions, mental, mental state. You know, so it's, it's just tough. It's just tough, man. It really is. It's just sad to see sometimes because you see people trying so hard and they just need a little love. That's all they want is a little love. But, and when you just don't, when you don't see anything changing, it drives you fucking crazy and you go crazy because you're like, there's no way out. And that's the like that, that factory feeling of hopelessness you've talked about before. Yeah. Oh, it has a, to be. Affliction.
0: Mm-hmm. It has affliction. to be just,
1: just so demoralizing, you know? And like, I can't, like it's, that's so, if I don't try to do something better with my life, you know how disappointing that is to like a lot of people that don't even know me. <laughs> I think about that shit sometimes. Life's short. Yeah, bro. Like I, I saw a graph and it had dots and every week had a dot. So it's 52 dots across, right? And then on the bottom, it had the years and it went up to 80. And, it, and it, all it said was, go ahead, put your finger on where you are today. I looked at it and I was like, oh shit. Mm. I better get to fucking work, bro. Yeah, like, you're, shit's you're about crazy. half. Yeah, bro. That's what, I'm, half. that's what I'm saying. And I was like, I better get going. Like if I really want to enjoy this shit and not get the success super late. But it is, it's a, you know, it's as beautiful as life can be. You know, life is a struggle sometimes too. So you, you just, it's just tough, man. And then you they prescribe so much shit to try to tell you you have more problems than you really do probably. And you got to believe that shit. Cause that doctor is telling you, you know, you just don't even know what to believe. Like mm. okay, I talk forever. Go ahead.
0: Sorry. No, you're good dude. I, I'm listening to what the fuck's on your mind. Um, <laughs> You know, getting back to this idea of delusion, you know, and, and believing that things are better than they are. Like, this was a while ago. I think it might have been on our Banks episode, which was our, the first album. Um, and I think I made this comment of how m- most people think that they're doing better financially than they actually are. And on, on, that, uh, on that episode, I did like the little comedy segment at the end. And I mentioned this a couple weeks ago. I talked about the economic stake scale. Where most people will actually purchase things like a steak that they really can't afford, you know, um, we we live in this overinflated value system, and and part of that is uh, not set by us. It's it's definitely set by the people that that have the power and have the money. Yeah, and and we've bought into it in a sense because we have things on credit. Yeah. 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 So if you, if you think about like, we've, we've talked about how credit is, is a different type of slavery, this and that. Um, so much of the mental illness, I think in this country comes back to the way we work and how much time we spend working. Um, when I lived in Canada, I went to the bank one day at about three Oh one on a Friday. And then motherfuckers was closed. Mm-hmm. On a Friday. What? On, on a Friday huh? at 3.01. Your boy needs to cash this check. Oh, dude. Okay. Well, I didn't actually have a ca- check to cash. Fair enough. Right? I was just making a joke mostly, but, but you know. Uh, here in America, we're all about that business. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're open for hours and hours and hours. Oh, I can cash you somewhere. So they're they're open six days a week in the banks, but there's days that they open at 11 o'clock and they're shut down by two mm. at the bank. mm and I think one of them is a Friday. <laughs> yeah, and it's because it's because they only work thirty-two hours a week. Yeah, but they also and this is across the country. They also take a percentage out of their paychecks every week, and that pays for the time off that they have. They have about two months out of the year that's off and paid. So not only are they work in thirty-two hour weeks, they get the same paycheck all year. But there's probably two months out of that year they're not working at all between vacations and, and, you know, uh, personal time and all this and that, which is probably why they live about 15 years longer than us on average.
1: I think, no, probably, probably you're right. Yeah.
0: You know, but they don't have a, they don't have a lesser quality of life than mm-hmm. we do. None. So the, the mental illness, a lot of it, I think goes back to the way that we work. And, um, you know, I, I think that people have this delusional idea of how things are and it's not like that at all.
1: <clears throat> nah, I mean, so <clears throat> you're right. Not like, nah, man, you're wrong. But, um, I saw this TikTok and it made me kind of laugh and it was two guys like one up in each other for who worked more. And then finally at the end, they go, what the fuck are we doing? Mm. And it made me laugh. You know, now that we're, I'm doing this podcast and every other venture, part of this, Journey we are on I I laugh Because I look at All these social issues now And I swear I don't know if it's just us talking Or Just I'm looking at it more But it's coming In my face All the time right now And I didn't realize Things were as wild as they are They are dude Like I I was I thought I followed the news Nah I've been I've been really getting into it lately And I was like Holy shit bro (laughs) There's some crazy stuff Going on right now So
0: And, you know, I think that I think COVID was a wake up call for a lot of people. And I think that that a lot of people kind of see that we're going in a dangerous direction. Yes. Not just as a country, but as a world. You know, and people people are concerned to to a big degree. So I've been looking at de, you know delusional thinking, and I've been looking at um, schizophrenia, which we're going to get into this conversation. But before we do, I want to ask: Is there an overinflated view of self here in America? We yeah. we as Americans, yes,
1: one hundred percent. That's a, uh, I it's common. I, I think it's what a lot of people see the world. Like you're arrogant. You saw it recently with the soccer team, the women's soccer team. I, I saw the word arrogant so much by hmm. people. Like, you got yours. Arrogant. You're arrogant. think you're so good. You know? And that's just sports. And it trickles down, though. When that's your, what's that, when those are your stories, you know, when the... So. <clears throat> yeah man
0: <laughs> and we talked about it last yeah, week I mean, how yes. there's there's this message that's being sold in in our propaganda in our films and things like yeah. that of we as americans we are number one yeah. you know um and you know i think there's this perception of of ourselves that is quite delusional
1: 100 and the one thing that you add on to that is we, we create a society and what we use is social media and what we use are those things now where there's like filters and you can take as many as you can. You know, you're, you're literally just creating a false image of yourself, you know, and that's your image that you're portraying to the world. So that's who you are. And it's like everything, man. It's like a lie. If you tell yourself long enough, anything, you know, you believe it because you're suggesting in your mind, can't tell the fucking difference. It just doesn't know. So if you tell it long enough that it's something, it's going to start believing it, it doesn't I mean it's like it's positive or negative, man. It's just auto-suggestion in life. You know, we I believe in that shit so much. That's why at the end of the night, I'm so positive in my heads. I say the best things to myself.
0: dude. And I think, you know, I, I was really studying schizophrenia. Yeah. Okay. Now schizophrenia, if you look at it from a medical perspective, it seems to be a genetic thing. Okay, so I don't want to frame it in, in any terms outside of the medical way of framing it, right? So schizophrenia basically is the loss of the, of the ability for the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex to distinguish what reality is. So it's the, it's the way that our brains have actually formed. And this is interesting. There's neurons that are like at the cellular level during the second trimester when we're, when we're in the womb. They actually crawl and move into place.
1: The neurons? Yes. That's fucking awesome.
0: Yes. And the way that this uh, doctor explained it, he says they crawl kind of like an uh, amoebas.
1: Yeah, I was he to say amoeba? Yeah. Yeah, that's fucking awesome.
0: And the ones that crawl into the wrong place basically have a genetic predisposition for schizophrenia. Huh. They actually climb into this white mass part of the brain. Wow. So they're actually disorganized. Okay, so some of the stuff that happens with schizophrenia is it's hallucinates, you know, hallucinations, right? Like you hear a voice that isn't there, or you could actually feel sensations, like the feeling of being touched when you aren't being touched. Yeah, and a lot of times it's the the rational brain that tries to explain the experience of hearing this voice or mm. feeling this feeling. Yeah. Oh, it must be aliens. Dude, I had. Oh, it must be God talking to me. I know. I know someone who's had it bad. Yeah. So, so I think that there's a couple of things that's happening here, and like I said, I ain't no motherfucking doctor. If You dumb. ain't been paying attention. I'm we, a rapper. We do. Um, uh, yeah. But here's the thing. Um, I think that part of it is this genetic predisposition, and it's part of the way that the brain formed. Um, but I also think that there's something happening in our society that is actually creating schizophrenia. Okay, so mm. if this is happening in the second trimester and, and it's a genetic thing, uh oh, what? I hear you going wild. <laughs> Let's go, baby. Okay, so they, they in, in schizophrenia, the patients experience these delusions. Yes, and that's why I wanted to talk about delusions that contradict reality. Um, in part, our brains are attempting to explain things that feel real. Voices, touch, sensations, these hallucinations are complicated by the mind that attempts to explain the distortion of the senses. But there's a physical difference in the development of the brain, like I just mentioned, where during that second trimester, those new neurons climb into these places. So this is the physical medical look into schizophrenia but check out these 10 characteristics of schizophrenia and tell me if our society like all the stuff that we've been talking about if it helps to create say 10 yeah all right i'm gonna put my fingers up and and
1: and, i'm gonna put for me i'm not gonna i'll say my number at the end how many of these i believe i have
0: oh dude there and and some of this stuff i actually think that that um that we don't have okay but i think the majority of it we do all right let's see what happens Okay, so ten. This is number one: depression. I think that's something being created by in people by the way we live in our society, especially social media, paranoia, isolation, apathy, irritability, egoism, insomnia. How we doing? Is there <laughs> well? Hey, let's just say I'm, I'm part-
1: let's just say I'm participating in this game. Tinnitus. What's that?
0: Okay, tinnitus is where you have this this sound in your ear when everything's quiet. Like you actually like hear. A like a little buzz? Like a little buzz. Oh, it's not like I know what that's about or anything. <laughs> oh, dude, I think a lot of people have it. I know, I just, that's why I'm joking. Uh, I, th- I think a lot of people have it, and I think, it's, I think it's a lot of the electronics that we have.
1: Yeah, I'm always on my shit, so.
0: Dude, my ex-wife, she used to have to have one of those wave machines so she could sleep. Because she had to have some sound to distract her from the tinnitus that she had.
1: Um, bro, I I have had had to have white noise for years. Okay. Years.
0: I don't so, like sleeping in silence. So this is this is some of the schizophrenia but, but, stuff that, Oh, hundred percent, bro. you right? talking about? So to so, most so, people, so far, oh, how are we doing? Me, what's okay. behind me? So here's here's an here's an interesting thing. Yeah. Perceived laziness. What? Perceived laziness. Like, oh, I don't have the energy for this. Oh, no, I don't got that shit. I can't do this. No. You know, and a lot of that comes back from the depression. Mm -hmm. You know, just wanting to lay around. Oh, it's beyond me. Okay, and then the last thing is the inability to tell dreams from reality. Is, Is there any of those things that you don't see... As part of just basic human life today in the in the society I that we built,
1: those are something. All those things are, seem like everyone would have at least felt them once.
0: Well, at you least. know, I, I think that we, I think a lot of people stay in a state of depression. Yeah. So you got to think about what depression actually is. Depression isn't um, isn't just this feeling of sadness. Hmm. Depression is actually defined as anger that is turned inward. It's unresolved. Like I'm angry about the way that the world is, but I don't know how to do it. So I keep it inside and it eats me up. It's like a wound. Mm. It's like a wound Mm. that's getting like infected Mm. over time because I never dealt with it. Mm. Okay. That's the anger that's turned inward. Mm. Now, if you, if you remember back to our episode where we talked about anger and we talked about the spiritual side of anger, how, people have actually implemented changes in our society because they were angry, right? Women's libs, civil rights, mm-hmm. ending slavery. These are things that would have never taken place if somebody wasn't angry. That's the fuck it's. But they took action. Yeah, fuck it, they, let's go. They, they, they took action, yeah. right? So I think that the depression that we feel in our society is like, we feel like some shit's wrong, but we don't know what to do. We don't know how to do it. We don't know, I mean, what can I do? Yeah, Right. And it's so confusing uh-huh. then. The, the paranoia, right? Mm. How we're not we're not trusting a lot of the information. I don't trust the government. We don't trust people. I don't trust my neighbor. Yeah. I don't trust nobody because everyone's out to give me. And you you think about some of the stuff that, that's on this list that <laughs> might not really be something that we all experience. Like the first thing I saw was the inability to tell dreams from reality. Okay. But but here's the thing. I don't think that we have the same type of schizophrenia as that genetic thing that, that our brains are just disorganized. But I think the way that our society is, we're creating a form of schizophrenia, in my opinion. Now, I'll use the, I'll use the show mm. Cops. Right? What you
1: want, what you want. Yeah.
0: When, when it, a couple weeks ago, I, I talked about how a, a neurophysicist said that the second that we turn on television or film— that our brain waves go into a subconscious state of mind. Okay, so if you think about this and not being able to tell dreams from reality, when we're watching television, our brains at some level and some point do not really realize that this isn't actually happening. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why they say that we're being desensitized. Now, if you watch a show like Cops that was on for thirty years, thirty years. What it does is it gets you to kind of look at your neighbors and not trust them as much.
1: There's criminals
0: everywhere, man. Yeah. They're everywhere.
1: Shit, bro. That's right by my house.
0: Dude. I've n- seen that before. What the fuck? In a 20-year period where crime actually was lessened. It goes down. Yeah. Oh, if you look at the population growth and yeah. all that, we've actually had less crime yeah. in, in 20, 30 years. Yeah, yeah, But the reporting of crimes has gone up 600%. Hmm. Well, when you have to create this story, that makes sense. So this is some of the dreams that that's being created by our perception through propaganda, like the American dream. We're doing better than we think we are. <laughs> you know, don't you know who I think I am? Yeah, but it, but it's not reality. <laughs> yeah, but it's not reality. It's not. So I think that you know. Are we really insane? No, I wouldn't say that we are, but to a certain degree, at a certain level, we are delusional and we are experiencing schizophrenia, and it's by the way that we live. So, the the people that actually look at all this shit, like the the Institute for Mental Health here in this country, they they claim that fifty five million people have mental illness in this country. Damn. That's 20%. I was like,
1: isn't that like 20, 22%? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say 22%. That's that's
0: one in five people. That's wild. Okay, but here's the thing. Um, Is it though? Well, here's the thing. Let's say say I go to the doctor and let's say I, I, I smoke... 10 packs a fucking week or some crazy thing like that. Mm. Right. My mother smoked five packs a day. No way. Yeah, she did. What? How do you have that much time? That's what everybody says when but, I tell her of that. Of course. Okay. How do you got that much time? Now, when she went to the doctor, do you think her, her, she would be honest with the doctor? No,
1: she she smokes a pack a day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A pack yeah. a day
0: at most. And, you know, when you're when you're lying to your doctor, what's the fuck the point of going to the doctor? Nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? None. No. None. What do you want the doctor to tell you? You're doing good off that's, of the lie. That's great.
1: Yeah, that person you made up is in great shape. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if you don't know where you stand, you can't operate very well. Ooh, ooh. Mm. So this is part of the delusion that that our minds help to create. And this is part of the delusion we buy into in our society. Is we want to feel good about who we are and we want to buy that expensive steak.
1: I want that instant gratification. Thank you, next. Thank you. I want to
0: sit there and buy that $55 steak. Thank you. So that I can look at the people walking out the window that are the $10 <laughs> steak people. <laughs> and look yeah. over at the table down the fucking way there in the restaurant oh, no. at the $35 steak people eating my $55 steak. <laughs> but can I afford that $55 steak?
1: No. I got, I'm, I was like, what is that, what's that big timer song? He's like, um, I know it's, it's the big uh, Gator boots, pimped out Gucci shoes, in the E class Benz. What he like talks about having basically a Mercedes Benz on E mm. is basically how you drive. And this is hilarious. Side note: When I first moved to Bellevue, or well, moved to this area, I lived in. Well, I worked in Bellevue, and that song was really popular. And I'm not even joking. I saw some guy put five dollars in his Mercedes. And I, my, my, I remember
0: you telling this story on the podcast. Oh, did a, I? Yeah, a while oh, ago. I didn't even remember that. Fuck it. Yeah,
1: this is a but, shout shout oh, out well, back that, to. There the- you go. Throwback. Go check out those episodes. <laughs> They're good. I promise you. And this is how you know we telling the fucking truth on this podcast, baby. Let's go. But, anyways, it was just hilarious because that was the first thing I saw, and I go, "Oh shit, bro, that's real." So useless information. Go ahead and take that, and don't use it in your life.
0: Well, I think some of those messages that that were were being sold because. I think that the people that actually set this shit up, like set the way that the labor is and set the way the school's up, they know. Y'all motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah. Let, let's give them some movies that make them feel good about who they are. Like like Disney movies. I was what, about to say, comeback story of the year, baby. What's 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 the biggest message that you can point to in Disney movies? It's either
1: Prince Charming, that one, or
0: it is
1: the like Rise of the Phoenix, Comeback Hero. Those are the two that
0: I think. Yeah, because we want to overcome. Overcome something, yeah. Right? We're not overcoming in our regular lives, no. but we can watch it in a movie where well, we can't really always distinguish reality from the dream. hundred percent.
1: And okay, so I, I have this line that I say to people. Um, <clears throat> all right, so I actually have th- talked about this extensively before. I actually lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry, I almost oh, bitch. dropped I, you. Dude, getting delusional my, on me? No, I just dropped, almost dropped my phone. And I didn't want to hit, make it loud sound, <laughs> and I totally fucked everything up. And I apologize. What was hmm. I saying? Eh, it doesn't really matter. I just know. All right, Disney, oh, and yeah. and never mind. I remember now. But you want to go on? Yeah. Well, I just say everyone. You know? Yes, everyone really really likes to see the downfall. Like people actually enjoy seeing the downfall of people because you know, it's able to justify your life. But the thing about Disney movies, what makes them so nice, it's like the rise of the Phoenix always, you know? So people people love to see a train wreck. I've heard this, this is the line I used. People love to see a train wreck, but actually what they like to see even more is the comeback story mm-hmm. because it actually gives them hope. And, you know, people people, as much as they hate, hope is a stronger emotion, you know, to me at least, that's-
0: well, I, I think it's very true. You know, when I was in uh, film school, that was one of the things that they said that that a character has to go through this change. Has to have this character arc, right? And now, if they don't have a character arc, like Forrest Gump never had a character arc. He was the same person from the beginning of the film that he was to the end of the film. Characters that don't have a character arc, they change all the characters around them. So his influence on the world was huge. Mm. But um, we always want to believe that there's a possibility of change. Yes. Where if you actually look at our lives, people kind of do the same thing day in, day out, with no hope of, of society really changing. He's caught up in the rat race. Which is probably why a third of the people don't vote.
1: Yeah. You want to know what I watched last night? What's that? I watched Fahrenheit 11.9 again. I, so I went to the Dollar Twenty Five store, now that it's no longer the dollar store, shout out. They had movies and I, I bought some decent movies because I was like, yeah, whatever, I might as well just grab some movies just in case I need them in my life. I liked them. But I grabbed that movie and I watched it last night and I was just kind of in awe. I forgot about some shit. Or I forgot about the teachers, the teachers' strikes. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot about that. And that totally blew my mind. I forgot about the true story behind the Flint. Well, at least the story that Michael Michael Moore's portraying. It was just nuts, because it's everything we fucking talk about.
0: Well, you gotta realize something about Michael Moore is even though some of the stuff that he's he's doing in those films is very interesting to me, he has even said this. Um he is creating films that are supposed to be entertainment. Yeah. So he he gets us emotionally. Oh, he's good at attached it. Attached to this stuff. And sometimes emotion isn't always accurate. <laughs> I would say it's probably more so not accurate, actually. But, uh, but, uh, so when- <laughs> you, you know. What he said is he wanted to make films that people are gonna go home and fuck to, right? Mm. Like they're out on a date. Mm. Like up, they're baby? on a date and they get an emotional connection. Oh, yeah, I believe in that shit too. Yeah, maybe I believe that shit. And then they go home and they make love. Oh, yeah. You know, they do some sport fucking.
1: Yeah, let's do some sport fucking. I'm practicing for that game time situation. Let's go.
0: <laughs> but but there, a lot of this stuff is, okay, so a long time ago, Nietzsche said that religion is the opioid of the masses, mm. right? Takes away our, our pain and gives us a little pleasure. Well, I say that this is what the function of media is today. It is the opioid of the masses. It is that place where it creates the dreams, where we stop being able to tell reality from dream, just like that schizophrenia thing. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the Disney movies, I'm going to tell you what I see as one of the basic themes that's been going on for a long time. Um, And when I say it, you're probably going to be like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Okay. I like that. Just be yourself. You're okay. Just be yourself. Be be yourself.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? I think this is a, a message that kind of undermines society in a lot of ways. Because I want to ask you this. Are people being themselves? Are they individuals? I think, yes. I, well, at least you're able to
1: do it and. In- for as much for the, for the most part, not get away with it, but not be fucked with.
0: Yeah. Okay. We're maybe um, we're ourselves with the way we have sex, with the way we dress. Well,
1: I, I say about how you want, you're you're free to make the choice of being who you want to be portrayed as. Yeah. That's
0: yeah. Like James Bond could have titties now. Can, right. Yeah. yeah he must. He must too. <laughs> Just be yourself, but that's not. But that's not really being an individual. No, You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's not. Looking at school and going, you know what? Our curriculum fucking sucks. (laughs) We're being enslaved. Let's do something about it, right? That's some real changes. It's kind of like when the Black Lives Matter thing happened. This was a movement, but I don't think it ever led to progress. Like, how did it move society forward as a movement? Did it move society forward? I mean, no. I mean...
1: (laughs) It's in the conversation now. So maybe in the long run it did, but- It's I, in the
0: conversation, but in a lot of ways it created more division. But then
1: that's what I'm saying. That's, uh, that's what I mean. I'm, but I'm like, did it really though? You know, did it, int- it didn't, yeah,
0: I don't think so. I don't think so either. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. So th- just being yourself, Be be yourself, have some individuality, right? I think this is a message that actually undermines our unity as a society. Right, it gives like if I'm if I'm buying into this transgender type stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I can feel like I'm really challenging things by doing this. I can feel like I'm really an individual. Well, you're going against the status and I'm quo. I'm going against the status quo. Like, yeah,
1: I am. But I'm the one that's gonna change, and it's very ego- egocentric because yes. I'm going to change the society. I'm going to do it by my actions, by the way I do things. I'm me, 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 me. Yo, what about us? Exactly.
0: This is my point. Yes, I know. This is my point. The egoism of schizophrenia. Yeah, Right. 100%. (laughs) Yeah, so like it really doesn't do anything to move us collectively together. Now, if you look at labor issues, this is something that could actually bring everybody together, right? Sexual personal identity is a personal thing. Yeah. It's It's a personal thing. It's...
1: it's, (laughs) If you're orchestrating this shit, it's the perfect thing to promote because then you're never together. And mind you, because you're very individualized, your group is going to be smaller statistically. If you keep letting everyone have sub, you know, sub. Uh, this is just pure statistics. Mm-hmm. Like subgroup of a subgroup of a subgroup. Occasionally, that subgroup is going to get less than the mass. It's just common trickle down again. But it's just, yeah, bro. So if you keep giving all these little groups. There's never enough time or enough, you know, never enough cohesion. Message. Ah, That's
0: good sort of, good segue thank you. here. I, I knew I was
1: trying to get there. I was something like, coming. I know. I felt it.
0: There's something coming. Mm. So I've talked a little bit about delusion. Yes. I've talked a little bit about schizophrenia, but let's take the mental illness of our society in another dis- direction. Do you know what disassociation is? Uh,
1: I mean, I'm just not going to be part of that. I know what's going on, but whatever. Is that what it is? Kind of that, yes,
0: kind of no. Okay, okay. So, disassociation or, or disassociative behaviors, right? Disassociation is defined by being completely absorbed in whatever it is I'm doing. Oh, so it's actually the flip of what I just said. Yeah, like okay. like like I'm so absorbed with yeah. my own narrative, my
1: bubble. Is that my what
0: bubble? I mean, my bubble? that I'm not paying attention to anything else. Yes. I'm, I'm, I've disassociated myself from from the rest of society, right? I'm in that delusion. I'm in that place where I can't tell dreams from reality, right? Delusional is characterized by holding false beliefs or judgments about an external reality that are held despite of incontrovertible evidence to the contrary. So you could put all this evidence and then go, look, motherfucker, right? We're being educated for 12 years and you're making $7.25 an hour, but yet we're number one as a country. (laughs) We're the wealthiest country on the planet. No, we're not. (laughs) No, we're not. We're not even the wealthiest country. No, we're not. So we're we're caught up in these delusional ideas, right? Characterized by holding false beliefs about the external reality. Oh, I can afford that $55 state. No, you (laughs) can't. typically is a symptom of mental uh, condition, this delusional idea, right? So delusional is actually a Latin word that means deceiving. Mm. So delusional thinking is kind of like deceiving ourselves by believing outrageous things. It's magic. It's magic. (laughs) Ta-da. And and some of the stuff that we're believing as a society (laughs) is, you can be anything you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's okay. Okay. yeah. Be anything. If you just work hard enough.
1: If you just work hard enough. Hey, some bad things will happen. But if you just work hard
0: enough, you can it'll be, all work itself out in the end. You can be king and castle. 100%. Oh, so this is kind of the message. Just do what makes you feel good. Do you, boo-boo. Messages like this and be yourself seem to be a mantra. Mm-hmm. But how does the hyper focus of self and the nurturing of self for the cause of what feels good, how is this improving society? How is it working out for American society? Well, you know,
1: not that
0: great, my friend.
1: Not that great.
0: One in five people have mental illness. Hmm. Interesting. And those are the ones that are uh, being honest about it. I was like it. reporting it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, my mother that smokes five packs of cigarettes, she's not telling the doctor hmm. the truth. Either does everybody that's feeling depression, absolutely. Either does everybody that's feeling like the the paranoia, the you know all this stuff. Why? Because we want to seem like we've got it together. Yeah, because well, in a, in a society where
1: we're hyper winning and being number one is paramount, you can't show weakness. Mm. Because if you do, you're there's going to be a motherfucker who's
0: going to come get you. Because guess what? I see weakness. So, how did I start this episode off? What was I wanting to talk about? Uh, Well, I just know the main theme. I forgot what the. My purpose. flaws. Oh, yeah. I was like, your character defense. My weaknesses. Yeah. My weaknesses. And I talked about how I can't always see them. Not everybody can. Right. But I think a lot of people are afraid to have that conversation, especially on a podcast. Are they going to put their yeah, weaknesses bro, out I there? I thought
1: you were about to flip it on me.
0: No, no, no. Fuck no. I, like, I ain't, ain't here to what fuck you with doing, you. man? But, but no, I think kidding. that I'm just messing too. I it? think for me, like I have to practice humility and humility is an honest reflection of oneself. That's what humility is. Mm. If you see yourself as you are, and if you're being honest with yourself, you're going to see the good things about Ace Cannon, right? And you can build on those things because you see it clearly. If you see yourself as you are, you're going to see the things that are flawed but you're not gonna beat yourself up with them. Nah. You're not just, gonna be like, oh, I'm you know, a piece I'm blind, of shit. I'm blinded by Prezi. Oh, You dude. know what I mean? <laughs> I'm fucking blind, bro. <laughs> I get caught up with this fucking pussy, man. But you can be aware of it <laughs> yeah, and yeah. you can try to work to improve. I'll be like, oh, So shit. I, I could get my pussy sunglasses off. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: You're so stupid. <laughs> oh, shit. You're so stupid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You know, I can see it clearly now. There you go. The rain is gone. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, look, at there's that hater back there. <laughs> Anthony's just shaking his head.
0: All right, let's talk about Muhammad Ali. Who? Muhammad oh, Cassius, Cassius Clay? Clay. Cassius Clay. What's the story what is, of Cassius, said, Cassius Mama, Clay? Mama, 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 I'm going to do
1: the, the coming to America. Mama named Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Uh, so Cassius Clay was a boxer. Mm. And he was the world champion. However, there was something going on. Called Vietnam. And he said, I don't know no Viet Cong. I ain't gonna go shoot no Viet Cong. So then guess what? He said, I'm not gonna go over there. So he took a stand and they swiped all of his belts from him and made him go to prison. He came out and said, I ain't gonna shoot none of them. But guess what? I'm gonna win again. And he did. And then he changed his name to something we all know today called Muhammad Ali. Mm. How
0: was that? That's pretty good. Do you know about that dude Terrell? (laughs) <laughs> okay. No, I don't know about Homie Trail. Okay. So so Ali associated the name Cassius Clay as his slave Name Mm -hmm. being part of the slave trade because you know he's African American, you know like a lot of African Americans, Americans at the time they related to what Malcolm X was talking about, how their history had been taken from him all this and that. So Cassius Clay, in his mind, was his slave name, and Muhammad Ali was his true individuality coming out. Right? He was he was seizing who he was. He was kind of a nomad in a way. You know, he's like I'm not going to go to Vietnam. I've thought about it. I don't know them people. I'm not I'm not getting into that fight. And hurt? I will go to prison for what I believe. They don't harm me. Right. But there was there was this this big thing, this altercation that ensued between two fighters. Um, this dude Terrell, that he he was gonna fight, right? Um I, I forget the dude's whole name, but Terrell wouldn't call him Muhammad oh, Ali. Yeah,
1: okay. Wasn't this the Sonny Liston fight? Is it that fight? Where he's like, what's my name?
0: What's my name? No, it was with Terrell that he oh, got- Oh, Terrell
1: Biggs? No, oh, fuck. Ah, whatever. Anyways, but yes, that's what happens. He keeps saying, he kept saying, I'm going to call, what's up, Cassius? What's up, Clay? Oh, he wouldn't use Clay? his name. And he just kept hitting him and saying, what's my name? Say
0: my name, or what was it? During the the during bah, during bah. The pre-fight interview in ABC Studios, a physical altercation ensued between the two, between Terrell and Ali, because Terrell- would keep using Cassius Clay multiple times just to fucking piss him off, right? He didn't give a fuck. He's like, I know who you are. Fuck you, Cassius Clay. <laughs> but Ali took immediate offense, interrupted Terrell and asking him why he would call him that, right? Terrell noted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> He's like, you know, I'm gonna call you what the hell I want. So Ali it quickly escalated this. He's like, my name is Muhammad Ali, and threatened to make Terrell announce it in the center I'll make you of the say ring. gonna make you say it right? Me. He's gonna make you. But look, but check this out, Terrell and and Ali, they fought fifteen rounds. Yeah, Terrell never called him Ali, ever. <laughs> he he was dead. This is this is when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object. Yeah, right. But there's a lesson in humility here, Ernie Terrell. There's a lesson that's in humility. That's the name of the guy, by the way, Bernie Trail. Okay. You.
1: I was like, dude, my I couldn't remember. I was going. Tch, tch, tch. I, I knew the name. Remember. I was like, come on, bro, you know this. Okay. I couldn't
0: remember. Yeah. Right. So I did the research, but I honestly didn't remember. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but there's some humility that's happening here on both their parts. Mm-hmm. Both these motherfuckers, they knew where they stood, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. believed in with their own abilities. They believed in what they were saying. They believed in what they were I'm doing. Going,
1: I'm going die here.
0: Yeah. I'm going yeah.
1: to die here.
0: So they saw themselves as they were and they were prepared to do this shit, right? And it just so happened that, that it actually was a, a decision that had to be made by the judges and, and Ali won according to the decision. But Terrell never called him Muhammad Ali. He was like, fuck you. is <laughs> <Cassius. laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I think, I think that that's, I think it's very true. When people stand in their truth, it can be dangerous. It could be like getting in the ring with Ali. Were they wild, bro? You know? it's, when you have someone who is willing to put it all in,
1: well, that's terrifying. Fucking terrifying.
0: And I think that's the world that we live in today. To have actual humility, to see things the way that they are, and, and to, to do our part, to get in that ring with that fucking beast and fight back with what we believe, this is the America that I want to see. This is the, this is the America that I want to see. Like fighting for what's right. Yeah. Fighting for justice. And I think we need to yeah, fight for bro.
1: our identity. You know who we need? Hmm. No, I was going to say Superman, but. Oh, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, man, we need, we just need to come together, bro. I'm starting to fucking believe you. Mm. What's happening. I'm like preaching
0: this shit. <laughs> <sighs> Oh, see, it, <laughs> people should be listening to the Truth of Power podcast because maybe they'll start to believe too.
1: Yeah, man. All I could think about was you when I was watching that
0: movie. Dude, I, I really believe that what we're fighting for in this country is our identity because I think we're in that state of schizophrenia, that delusional mind, that disassociative thought. Yeah, and you know, when when you're talking like this, all I think is,
1: like, try to do the flip, you know? Do the other side. Like, let's just, okay, let's do it from the positives. Bro, where are they at? Oh, so I'm flying solo. I don't like anyone around me. I think everyone's out to get me. I'm sad. Mm. All these, it's all negatives. There isn't positives of being by yourself and like not trusting people and not trying to. Maybe I'm looking in the mirror right now when I'm talking to myself because I trust
0: so many people. I'm laughing because I don't, but. Well, we've said this many times. We have a good life, you and I. Yes. Right? The lives that we live, I make good money You make good money. So we actually have the ability to sit on these mics and talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. If we were working three jobs each, we wouldn't be doing this. No. But there's a lot of people out there that's working three jobs that can't even have the time to have these conversations. Even catch their breath, bro. I gotta get my kid to soccer. Yeah. I gotta go pick get my I gotta go home to feed my kids. And that's why I think these conversations are so important. Well, um
1: was it was it you and I were talking where I said like or maybe it was just, you know, wasting, like wasting your abilities. Like, oh yeah, I just said it right here. It's the first time I ever said it, that's why. But, you know, I have, it's a shame if I waste this opportunity, you know? And, I, and I'm just coming to terms with these things because I never, this is very, this podcast has humbled me quite a bit. As As wild as I talk and everything, it is, you know, there's entertainment that comes with it as well. But just knowing that, you know, I'm just very, I'm just, I'm. It's funny, man. I'm changing with this. Things fucking changing me.
0: You get an honest reflection of where you are. Yeah. And where the world is. Yeah, and it sucks. That's humility. Yeah, but I'm
1: just like, bro. You gotta be the positive change in the world. You, what the fuck are you complaining about?
0: Maybe I did flip it around on you somehow. Yeah, man. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> you, you slow me.
1: You slow. You did it slowly too. Rope-a-dope Jesus. Yeah, bro. You got it. You got the rope-a-dope Jesus.
0: Now I'm just like, all you got to do is listen to my boy. <laughs> Your life will be solved. Okay. So this is a question that I actually have written down. <laughs> all right. As artists, how important is humility? I think it's... It's a necessity to grow
1: as an artist, okay. Because every time you do something like a successful project, or every time you do anything, it's your new precedent. So, therefore, if that's your new precedent, then everything that's below that isn't good enough because you know you're capable. So it's like, all right, but don't don't. What is it? Rest on your morals
0: laurels. Laurels. Yeah, past achievements.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because it's, I. What have you done for me yesterday? -hmm. Just it's it's as great as it is, you know. No one cares about yesterdays, bro. It's tomorrow's, and it's it's, past. Of it is sad too, because we do forget about shit really quickly, which is good and bad. But we also forget about, like I said, the teacher union shit, Mm -hmm. dude. I totally forgot about this. You know what I'm talking about, right? I vaguely vaguely, remember exactly. So um, I so it was in Virginia, or in a West Virginia, the teachers there. All right, were, we're. they they were up for their union. Like they basically were wanting them to not, okay. They wanted them to have Fitbits, right? And if they didn't do X amount of steps in a year, they'd have to actually pay money
0: for uh, their oh, insurance. because they're not being fit enough. They're not fit enough. Yeah, so dude. it's insurance.
1: Okay. So this is, but mind you, they're the lowest paid in the country. No, the, the 48th lowest paid in the country. Okay. So they wanted, so what they did is they said, we're going to do a strike. Like we're going to strike. And they did. And they said, it's illegal. The government, the governor does it. And they go, no, what's illegal is the way you're treating us. That's what's the fuck illegal. Like, nah, fuck that. Yeah, they flip
0: it on us all so the they, time. Yeah.
1: So then they go, fuck you. What the hell are you talking about? I can't even feed my kids, bro. I don't have insurance. Fuck you. Well, you have state the best insurance in the country that I'm paying for? Go suck a dick, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> bro, don't get me fucking started. All right. But then, so then they did it. And then they said, you know what? We're going to include the bus drivers then. And you know what? We're going to include the lunch lady. This person, this person, everybody—we all need to eat. So then they all got raises. They said that the teachers are gonna get the raise. They said, "Nah, we can't do that. We're not gonna give the bus drivers. It's a different thing." They go, "No, we're not coming back until they get the raise too." Mm. So guess what they had to do?
0: Give raises to everybody. They didn't
1: have a fucking choice because what are you gonna do? So guess what? It just shows an example. You go together, bro. You can make shit happen. Unions.
0: Unions. Unions. Um, Changed labor. This is
1: what I learned last night. A redneck.
0: Workers, dude, worked, worked outside. I like learned, me,
1: yeah, hundred percent. It rep- represented the union worker. Yeah. Represented the of the people. Yeah, and those are the good guys. Yeah, like people respected the rednecks. Yeah, and I, again, nine eleven or Live at 9 last night. I learned it again. I was like, oh yeah, bro, I watched that movie in the theater, and all I remembered for reals was like three things, and it didn't necessarily have anything to do with the movie. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck movie did I? What did I watch? You know, when it first came out like a decade ago. Cause it was the only thing I remembered was the Gwen Stefani is the reason Trump ran for president. Mm. I remember that the lead was because of the Ford motor, like the water in in the river was actually corroding the motors at GM. And then I remember them doing practice runs for like overseas in like broken down Detroit. Mm. And those are three. And that there's a lot that's, most of it, but there was so much more. <laughs> I was like, Whoa.
0: well. Well, to, to close out this thing and, and to talk about rappers and artists and humility, right? So this is, this is what I think. I think that one of the things that art is defined as is bringing something into the world that did not exist before. And I think as artists, what we do is we confront our truth internally. Right? My truths I've been confronting on this album, and I couldn't be silent anymore. That's why the title of this album is Sacrificing the Silent." Silence. I had to talk about the school system. I had to talk about lynch mob and, and racism. I had to talk about outside and the environmental catastrophe that's happening. I had to talk about uh, labor issues in the song gobble and consumption and all that. I had to. I had to confront my truth and how I saw things, regardless of the consequence But the thing is, is if I'm coming to my own personal truth and I'm not afraid to put it down on that page, no matter how it's being received, um, that is an act of humility, just like Ali believing in something Mm -hmm. and willing to get in that ring at overwhelming odds, right? To fight, to fight for that truth that I found in those words. Mm. To me, this is what humility is. And When I'm doing my music, when I'm, when I'm writing, I am thinking about the audience, but everything starts with me being honest with these topics and confronting it myself. And dude, sometimes it ain't easy. Sometimes I don't want to see it. And that's why I said, let's start the show off talking about my flaws. Cause why? Cause I want to confront the ugly truth and grow as a human being, because that's the only way I can serve an audience that connects with my words. Damn see you next week yeah (laughs) you think that's the drop the mic moment who am I going to add to better than that Uh, oh shit oh shit I popped my cherry Uh, well I'm pre dripping this has been the Truth to Power podcast this week we're only doing one episode on the song Water uh, because I'm a little bit ashamed of my performance on this song however um I don't think I ever talked about any of the topics that the song actually brought to light. (laughs) But like I said, it summarized all those songs that came before. And I realized when I was looking at all of this stuff collectively, that we're in a state of a delusional mind, a state of schizophrenia, a state of mental illness here in America. And what we actually need is a little bit more honesty about where we are and the way things are. And until we're able to do that, we can never take action as individuals to change anything. You got a parting thought? You tell the truth. You don't have to remember anything. That's true. Drink water. Thanks. This is Curious G. It's your boy Ace Cannon. All right, so I got questions, man.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I got
0: answers. Do you know? I
2: okay, think so,
0: so, so <laughs> this is kind of what I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about being an artist more okay. so than um, this song. You know, I I think the music of this song is tremendous, but I think you've heard on the podcast this is not one of yeah. the, my favorites as far as the way that I hit it. Um, Thanks for the shout out on there too. You're like rubs. Oh, it's tremendous. Yeah Thanks. the the music is 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 right. Um, yeah. But so here's my first question. How important is it to be self-aware when making music?
2: I think it's very important. Um, Only because, dude, if you, how should I say it? Um, If you're trying to be something you're not, it always comes out so cheesy and corny to me. But being self-aware of who you are, um, your own personal truths and what you believe in, and what you think is sound good or what you think sounds good. Have fun with it. You know what I mean? Dude, like I've been in sessions over the years where music is just so serious. And that's one thing I've always liked about our creative process. Because, yeah, it's serious. We talk about serious topics, right, Sean? You know what yeah. I mean? Right. Yeah, um, For sure. But, dude, if they had some of the background conversations we have while making beats, dude, holy shit, dude, you'd think we're fucking at a comedy show sometimes, dude, <laughs> with some of the shit we say. <laughs> uh, but it's important. It's important. Um, be yourself. I, I will never make a beat. I stand by every single beat I've ever made. Some great, some excellent, some placement beats, um, some awful beats, but I stand by everything I, ma- I made because... It, at the end of the day, it's something I enjoyed making and I would actually listen to and slap, right? You know what I mean? Well, and so, yeah, you know, the, this song right? is kind of
0: like that for me a little bit. Like, uh, I was really wanting to play around with what I could do with my voice. And right. I, I've done that with some different songs. Um, and I'd say a lot of the times it's come out pretty good. Like, when you get into that third verse of touch. You know, like gotcha. like that, that was some stuff I played around with the vocals a little bit. And same thing with uh, Innocence Kept, um, which those are coming. We haven't heard those yet uh, on this podcast. We have. They haven't. But um, with uh, how that feels, I, I definitely did some of that on this album. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it, it's worked out well in places, but in some places, like water, uh, playing around with the vocals just didn't happen right
2: (laughs) are you talking uh specifically on the song where you're not a big fan of like uh i use it on the intro to this episode actually earlier early in the episode um the callbacks at the end dude that's the hood you didn't like the callbacks on that no i like
0: i like all that i think all that's tight work uh it's the um the actual hook itself that's that's you know the main thing that i didn't really like the way that i did it Where it's um You know, divide, conquer. Like, I wish I had just found another way to hit that. You know what I mean? Besides that. And and then, you know, like some of the lyrics, like I actually got a little bit silly um, because I was trying to go for, you know, a little bit of not necessarily comedy, but, you know, especially when it starts out and it says, I'm from the United States, divided lately, ununited, freaking hate me. Do we eat from (laughs) one taste buffet? Do you want to see like face? Okay. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm kind of fucking around okay. with that. You know yeah, what I mean? I remember that part. Okay. And, and, and all that, it felt good doing it. But when I listened to it, I was like, you know, it just doesn't work.
2: You know, and I think some people can be that guy. Like Eminem can be that guy. Um, I was just going to say that, um, when I first mixed the song on certain parts like that, cause I remember the, okay, that part, it was giving me Slim Shady-esque vibes. Like the, um, the late 90s, early 2000s. Just the kind of uh, how he used to play around, you know what I mean? And it's interesting because he could be that guy at one time, but he can't really do that anymore as an older guy, you know what I mean? It kind of freaking, um, I don't know if it's just the way uh, the, the new modern listener is, meaning the 16 to 22-year-olds. The guys that, basically the age group that says if music's cool or not, Sean, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: And you know I, I think yeah. I think I learned some things in this song even though um it was not pleasant you know like I learned where yeah. my limitations are with that playing around with the the vocals um yeah. but he, but here's another question um how does keeping a mindset of seeking to grow help artists
2: like wanting to always wanting, kind of move forward and kind yeah, get better yeah. and get to the next level oh man dude I think that's super important too because what are we doing it for like like there's different levels to music making uh, I've mixed and produced records for people that do it as a hobby right they they kind of just like to make good songs or to them good songs and have music they can show their friends and family and play on the whip and then I've mixed f- for people like you who are just far more ambitious you know what I mean dude like every time I talk to you dude the sky's the limit with where we're going and what we're doing and other other guys that I've done songs for, like, literally, they already know they want to do a music video before the song's even written. I'm like, wow, okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, good mindset, a positive mind state, dude, and big goals, dude. Very important, man. You know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. Well, you know, and that kind of brings us around to
0: the next point that I'm kind of having is for me, this is a spiritual journey. Um, how many hip hop artists feel like they are on a spiritual journey with
2: their, with their music? You know, do you think that's common? I wouldn't say it's common, but I definitely say you're not alone. You're not alone in that. There definitely is some, but I, I, hip hop artists are such a, such a strange read because you got rappers that are in it for you you're on a spiritual journey. You guys got, you got Kendrick Lamar who's trying to uplift his community, preach positivity and consciousness. And then you have rappers where I'm almost positive. Their goal was just to make a hit and disappear into the mountains and grow beards. You know what I mean? I don't that's <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well then they're in it for
0: themselves in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and, you know, I think part of the spiritual connection is, and I, I talked to you about this a little bit on the podcast. Um, I mm-hmm. have to connect to whatever it is, that I'm talking about in the song. You know, like I have to have some kind of an emotional, spiritual connection to to the truth that I'm trying to get after.
2: But, I always wondered, Sean, when when you sit down to write, are, do you always have that in the back of your mind, like even before you begin writing a record, or does it just just come out like just naturally?
0: Well, there's, there's different methods to the madness, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, sometimes I'll have something on my mind. Like when I wrote churches or banks, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Um, then, then I actually have an idea of what I want to talk about before I talk about it. Um, sometimes I'm just, I'm just actually, uh, practicing coming up with, uh, you know, uh, 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 uh topic you know like when we when we did the next couple albums when it was um you know the marriage of heaven and hell which we haven't gotten into that music yet i knew that i had to write topics that connected to heaven and topics that connected to hell in an abstract sense so there wasn't like necessarily something on my mind i just took a lot of different themes and and played around with it to see what stuck You know,
2: I've always, I've always really respected that about you and your artistry. Um, how meticulous, I don't even know if that's the right word, but how well thought out things are before you even like jump into them. Like that's a breath of fresh air, um, in this industry. Um, because like, I I deal with a lot of times, like people don't even know what the hell they're, they want to do. They want to, well, you, I want to do an album with you. Okay. I want you to produce my album. Oh, okay. Well, what what are your goals? What kind of music? Well, I want to get a Lamborghini next year. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, well, that's, that's the end result. Like, what are we doing to get there? But you've always been musically almost like a freaking, like a screenplay writer with it. You know, the fucking scenes, you know, the enter, the exits of the room, you know, the fucking time of day, you know, it's... Uh, I could really learn that learn that shit from you. I wish I was that fucking organized, dude. with my beat tapes and stuff, it's actually pretty fucking impressive, dude. Bravo, bravo, bravo. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, thank dude. you. You know, I've always respected that, dude.
0: <laughs> I, I want to take people someplace with my stuff. You know, that's ca- kind of always been like the the desire. You know, mm-hmm. like when when you when you talk about doing a three album set that um, is basically. Uh, similar to what Khalil Gibran did in 1922 and here we are in in 2022 100 years later uh right. doing the first two albums for this three album set and then coming into to 2023 releasing this but you know a lot of these songs were were done in in 2022 um I think there's only a couple of them that were actually recorded this year um so so this album I, I wanted to do like the prophet of 1922 but Mm -hmm. but kind of take people someplace with with the art you know just the way that Khalil Gibran did um that was always a big big book for me you know the first time I got married I actually used some of the pages from Khalil Gibran's um explanation of marriage you know it was so powerful to me that's just classy as fuck Sean
2: Jesus, dude.
0: <laughs> that is lovely. Well, classy. you know, if I you like if that. you take some of his his some some of his uh, prose poetry, you know, he mm-hmm. talks about how, you know, we need to be like the strings of a guitar, separate but together in the music, you know. And that's kind of the way a marriage is, right? We're often separate individuals but together in the music or together in the love, you know. So, uh, you know, I think there's a, there's a place of individuality for marriage, but there's also something that we're, we're bound and together. And, and you know, that, those kind of words, they hit me very powerful. And um, I think some of the lyrics that are even in this song are, you know, water. Uh, they actually have a lot to say, you know. Um, I, I really wish that I had hit it different.
2: Um, but some of the lyrics are, are extremely powerful. <laughs> You know? Now is I, I you kind of mentioned it earlier in this episode, but is that on the horizon potentially, maybe rehitting this down the road? Or just kind of just water under the bridge and it's a song, the good song from the time period, and we just keep moving forward, or are you actually thinking about maybe re recording this one day?
0: No, there's there's all? quite a few I want to um I want to redo. Uh, and, and some of them, it was, I was so early on, especially off that first album. I think, the that Headspace actually has, uh, some of the best songs that I've ever done. Um, mm-hmm. I think there's some really powerful stuff on there. I just didn't know enough of what I was doing when I recorded some of those vocals. Um, and I'd really love to redo some of those songs. Um, but this song, yeah, I would, I would totally give it a try to redo it. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that if it was appropriate, I'm going to do it. But um, we've got some films to do coming up. And there's yes. going to be some songs that are going to be a part of that that's been a part of what we've been doing. So, um, re-hitting it, it might be uh, a, a thing that happens for the film, you know. Well, that's our episode on the song Water, without actually talking about the contents of the song. Kind of fitting, though, because the delusional mind may be in the water. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for sticking out another week with us as we continue these conversations. Next week, we've got a whole new topic coming up. This song is Open Hands. I'm Curious G what does love look like around these here parts close your eyes and visualize the hearts, those we've known with open scars, marred jaded, hard I've been growing cold, not by the inch but by the yard I guess I struggle with where to start so I punch through the Maya, veil so dark, more sugar my lyrical twists of insights into love I give but at the end, you'll find my wits in betwixt my darker To catch a rod, I set this trend. a rod as I set this trend
2: Open hearts, open hands
0: Those closed fists that choke in clans Don't get me, understand Open hearts, open hands Those closed fists that choke in clans Don't get me, understand only see my mask Overlooked, i passed pass by fast But if you're asking, catch the facts on am that overflowing glass Art spilled into skin Propped up bones that I own Seem older baby and growing thin I connect that depth and then ascent Until my death it breaks my breath Cocoon like clothes right into wind Is this how time undressed the way the birth begins? Who knows how souls float by design? Chaotic fits, vibration, energy, wave-like trip All I can do is hold the slip of the lip or the tongue Cause in the end, I am art fighting back against the numb Open hearts, open hands, those closed fists that joke and clans Don't get me, understand? Open hands, those closed fists that choke and clans don't get me as I am. Trust no one talks the fear when born from ghost of pain. B-b-b- builds walls, cold bars, days, length, chain. Wrap, twist, crush, grip, pull tight to all the blame. Tell ourselves lies that bind like love is just Feel like a player among pimps they walk with a strut my old man limp everyone here so goddamn hard everyone here so goddamn dark is love growing thin is this really who we are poison flowing between these bars prisons of fear is this what we are i won't be defined by my scars my open hand my open heart can take all the hits Your heart is to react like this Open hearts, open hands This is as I am, that unguarded heart Yo, here I stand Those closed fists, that choke in clans Don't get me, understand? Open hearts, Ooh. open hands, those closed Choking clans don't get me Understand open hearts open hands those closed fists the choking clans don't get me Understand